0: Welcome to the Pope on Film! I am Bunny Williams, and with me is... I am the Pope in question.
1: My name is uh, Reverend Maylin. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood. Yes, yes, little about the Urban Achievers, and proud we are of all of that. Fun fact, that... Poster right there, The Flintstones on the Rocks. That is not a poster. That is actually the cover of some rando uh, comic book that they made in 1962. 1961? In 1961. That just happens to share the same name as this week's movie, The right Wildly Racist. 1961. Uh, 2001 made for TV movie, The Flintstones movie. on the Rocks, which Cartoon Network. uh. Aired once and never aired again. Good move on released. their part. It's never been released on VHS or DVD. It's never been re-aired. And uh, it's not available on any streaming services. We're not. I'm not going to get into the specifics about this week's movie yet, The Flintstones on the Rocks. But by the time this podcast is over, I believe that you will all agree with me with this episode's thesis, which is... Cartoon Network did
0: 9/11. Okay.
1: They were responsible for it. It. I've got an airtight case. And also another reason why I have why I have a problem with this week's movie, The Flintstones on the Rocks, is that I am, as everyone knows, a proud Roxican American. Yes. My parents were both Roxican. My dad was from Roxico and my mom was from a small border town right next to Roxico, but I am a full-blooded Roxican, and as a Roxican, this is a racist-ass movie, The Flintstones on the Rocks. Yes. Wow. They even got that, I remember in the 80s, every other house had one tile that featured a sleeping Mexican in a sombrero sleeping. And they recreated that in this movie, The Flintstones on the Rocks. I was very upset when I saw The Sleeping Mexican. But we'll get to that. It is episode 453. Yes, yes, little about security, Achievers. Very excited for today's episode. We have a lot uh, to get to. I've got a surprisingly large amount of... Uh, uh, things to talk about with this week's movie, and uh, I put a little video together. Anyway, uh, yes. So I wasn't sure what to do for the monologue this week. Should we talk about current events? <laughs> Should we talk about how the world uh, could end any second? Or about how America has quickly become a dangerous third world country? Do I write a witty monologue about a topic that means a lot to me? Do I come up with a fun game like Pokemon or prescription medication? Or do we once again do what is quickly becoming my favorite reoccurring segment? Jeff, a.k.a. the Betty White Memorial podcast segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends download today. But here's the thing. Real talk, I have five kids, I have PTSD, two cases of PTSD, Uh, uh I have PTSD, and now I have all-new extra strength PTSD with lemon.
0: But you with are lemon. so close to having collected the whole alphabet. I'm going for it, I'm going for
1: it. I'm collecting PTSD like people collect. Uh, mcdonald's collectible glasses yes uh i have insomnia for the longest time i always thought insomnia was just i can't sleep i have no problem sleeping sleeping's not a problem staying asleep and waking up uh is my problem because i will wake up four times at night and then I'll set my alarm for like okay six thirty, but my body's like no f you. You're at four forty five. Up, make coffee. You're awake now, and we're gonna <laughs> think about the horrible things we've done. So, uh, so I have uh, insomnia. I've been on hormone replacement therapy for uh, about for forty five weeks now, which means I'm dripping estrogen. I'm tired. I'm moody. I'm hungry all the time. Uh, And I'm slowly but surely embracing my stoner life. I've always kept the weed part of my life kind of hidden, probably because I'm a child of the just say no generation. You know? Nancy Reagan sitting on Mr. T's lap telling kids, don't do drugs. And then going in, having sex with Mr. T. You, you know and they for did. The long- you know they totally did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, uh... And also, uh, cartoon all-stars to the rescue. If I start smoking marijuana, suddenly the chipmunks are going to be in front of me talking about
0: how disappointed they are. Yes.
1: And I don't want that to happen.
0: And also... Well, that, that, that that, that, that... Alvin can be a really belittling fuck when he wants to be. So, yeah. you know,
1: cartoon Alf is gonna show up. The they, I, I light up a joint. Hey, I eat cats, but you're a fucking dumbass, you know. And, yeah. and that's not that's not gonna be good. So, uh, but I have a license to legally consume the stuff. I went a step farther. I have a a. a a signed paper from a judge saying it's okay. It helps. It helps me with my anxiety. It helps me with my depression. So as the tired, stressed-out stoner I am, and to make a long story short, I thought, what would be the easiest opening to do? So we recorded our last episode three weeks ago on April 9th, to be exact, and a lot has happened between then and now in my life. A lot! So uh, F a script. I just want to talk about what has been happening with me. I I have a lot going on. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but if I could toot my own horn, I'd never leave the house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So, okay, let's talk. The main thing, the big news, the huge thing that happened to me over the past three weeks, I finally settled on a stripper name. Okay. Really excited. I can now finally hit the pole. Because I have found the perfect, the absolutely perfect name for for my stripper career. It's also the name of an ancient weapon. Okay. Do you want to know what my stripper name is, Bunny? Uh,
0: Tammy Trebulange? You're close. Trebuchet. Trebuchet.
1: That's my stripper name. Trebuchet. Be sure and look for my OnlyFans account. Trebuchet. Really excited about that. I hadn't. Uh, it's also going to be my burlesque name. I'm only going to do stripper routines to two songs. <laughs> you know, two songs. Um. Uh. The. the I got a brand new pair of roller skates by Melanie. Yes. And whatever song Big Bird and Merle Haggard sings in the film Sesame Street Presents follow that bird. Oh, and all of my stripper routines are going to be Oogie Loves theme. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. I'm going to be acting out exactly uh, uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts dance moves from that movie. He was in that movie. Yes. No, all of my
0: routines I are bet going you, to I bet you if you bring it up to him, he'll punch you.
1: I imagine... Yeah, Carrie L. and the Oogie Loves and the Big Balloon Adventure are just like... Uh, you know how I'm going to commit suicide? I'm going to find Harrison Ford and start talking to him about the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes. That's how I intend to die either that or i'm gonna ask tommy lee jones why he overacted in his batman movie those are the two ways that i'm going to kill myself it's gonna be pretty great
0: uh of course if you if you ask christopher lloyd about it he was like of course i'm in it i'm a whore i'm in everything
1: right everything everything uh i had an audition we haven't done the podcast since i did my audition no wow i did an audition so i was at home and i was (laughs) high because it was the weekend and i go a little bit all out when i when it's the weekend because i'm the primary caregiver during the week got to get all of these kids up get them ready for school even some of the adults they get them ready for work and Take care of animals and do all the dishes and the cleaning, and, and I'm the primary caregiver in my family, and and so it, I I really you've been calling me that lately, and I felt so good about it every time you say that it makes me feel so good about myself. I'm the primary so caregiver it is great. the truth, and make money. Selling feet pics. I've... Oh, if
2: I did
1: that, you we probably would need some oh. So uh so I'm high and I'm on the computer. And then I see a Facebook post about open auditions to be a performer during the three-day Oklahoma City Pride Fest in June. And I thought, oh, yeah, being on the big stage in front of, like, thousands of people, I've always wanted to do that. But, yeah, I can't sing. Yeah. Although I will be singing a song later. In act three, I will be doing a musical number. Be sure and pay attention. It's going to be great. Okay. Uh, And I'm not really a drag queen, so I can't lip sync something. I can't do it. I'm not a dancer. What am I going to do? Stand up on stage and just read books? Hmm. So anyway, I did an audition to be a performer at Pride Fest, and I just said, "Like, oh man, I don't know if I should audition for this." Uh well, I'm high it. and I just started uh, applying, and it's like, hurry. I've got to apply for this before I I stop being high and change my mind. So uh, I auditioned, and it was great. It was really weird because here are all of these young people, and they're all in their 20s, and they're all attractive, and they're all super crazy gay, and they all have tattoos, and they're all awesome, and I'm there watching the auditions, and it's just like, okay, I'm going to be the code breaker, kind of like, White president, 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 white president Obama. Yeah. White president, white president. Like here's this attractive uh young gay girl singing a song in her guitar. Oh, here's a gay dance troupe. Oh, here's Miss Gay Oklahoma. Oh, here's a rapper. Oh, here's a dancer. Hi, I'm the 46-year-old Mexican trans mother of five. My wife is here. Yeah. I'm going to read an Eric Carle book. So <laughs> I was the I was the code breaker, but I really knocked it out of the park. I was supposed to have a 5-minute set. I did about 9 minutes and they loved it and I had everybody interacting and laughing and it was it was so good. And so and like I told my therapist this and my therapist said, "So, right now, Maylin, your chances of being on the big stage are about 50-50." And I said, "Bitch, I freaking nailed it. (laughs) I nailed that audition. So, um, everyone keeps asking me, like, oh, did you hear yet? Did you hear yet? But apparently, I I knocked it out of the park. 100%. And not only did I do great, but also I'm the only person whose uh, talent was just standing and talking, and it it was really good and uh, I, so I'm definitely going to stand out. I really do think I'm going to make it on the main stage right now. They're still accepting online submissions to be a performer. They just had one day of live auditions and I took part in that. So uh, the cutoff date for the for the online audition submissions is uh, May 1st. So I should hear in like a week or two. If they decide to put me on the stage, but I think the chances are good that I'm going to make it. There are three sure. days of Pride Fest, so um, I think they could shove me in for 20 minutes. You know, I think I got this. I think you got it. I really do think I got it. And then my therapist says that I should contact the other LGBT few organizations that run Pride Fest throughout the city and maybe I can start doing some more live story times just find some different groups and organizations that might have me the woman who is in charge of the children's uh church the summer school at my episcopalian church wants me to come into a story time so that's exciting so you know uh Maylin Miss Maylin the storyteller is making a comeback and it's very exciting, and I'm really excited about that.
0: What else happened? I went to a minor league baseball game. Okay, what the hell did you do a thing like that for?
2: Did you know we have a minor league baseball
0: team? No.
2: I didn't
1: know until March. Oh, this local, past March the, the Oklahoma City end. something. The Oklahoma uh, Dodgers. They're, they're the, our seed team. The OKC Dodgers. Yeah.
2: Teams. I didn't know that shit. Now I can say that it went to a minor league baseball game, and uh, we didn't stay. It was boring as fuck. The food was terrible, but we got a hat.
1: Well, it, m- the Natasha's ticket paid. was free.
2: Yes, the company paid for
1: us, and there was free food. So I had two cheeseburgers, three hot dogs, four cans of three cans of Starry, my new favorite soda, and then we brought four home. And we each got a hat, and a hat alone is worth, like, they sell it in the gift shop for, like, $25. 35 Yeah, so. Uh, but I had so much fun because right before we left, I took a huge edible, and, like, around uh, the second or third inning, I said, okay, I'm going to go get lost in this massive stadium. And I just started one. Wondering, and I was high as balls, and it was so much fun. It was Marvel. Per- it was Garvin- Marvel. Diamond? It was, was Marvel I- Day.
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah. they had all of these really bad cosplayers throughout the yeah. entire stadium, but it was really weird to be kind like, I am so high. I am so high. Hi, Spider Gwen. Can I take a picture with you? It was fun. It was fun it was being funny. really high and just getting lost. Do you know there's nine fucking
2: innings to a baseball game?
0: Yes, nine. I, 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 it is obsessive. I am sorry.
2: Dude, it, it, fucking ridiculous, right? It's insane.
0: Yeah. I would. like,
2: I was like, why are there so many fucking numbers up there?
1: I had gone It'll to be over when it's league. over.
2: Yeah. Right. And I said, "Fuck you." I'm leaving. It was like we made it to like fourth, fifth inning. Yeah. Fifth inning? So we made about halfway
1: through. I I had been to a number of minor league baseball games before, so I yeah, I was the I expert. Amber it, Amber it's would go, uh, yeah, it says a lot Amber, when I'm the sports expert. I've never
2: been, a you sports, know. I've never been a baseball
0: fan.
2: Yeah. I.
0: Mean, I they, didn't, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't. Now, now, once, see, once. I actually went to Yankee Stadium. Nice. The reaction That's was awesome. exactly the same. Yeah. So 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 you saved Tasha saved herself a trip to Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium.
2: Fuck yeah. Is- C1, C1. Oh. Got it. Oh.
1: Sorry. It's okay. I leaned over to Amber in the beginning and I said. I haven't seen this many white people in one place since we both went to go see Alanis Morissette. <laughs> it was very white. I am, That's the. That's the interesting thing about baseball is that I imagine, you know, going, going to y- Salt Lake City. And now introducing your team from Salt Lake City. First
3: base, John Smith. Second base, John Smith! Third base, Ernesto Rodriguez! Pitcher,
1: John Smith! So, very white. Uh, So there was a shooting that happened next door to my house, and yes. someone died. Uh, Jesus, Father we didn't
0: t- even cover that one, okay.
1: No, we did cover that one, but Father Tom felt bad for my family, so he uh, and the church uh, gave my family a $70 AMC gift certificate. I took myself and Mal and Amber and Eleanor and Maxwell and uh, Cousin Jaden, all of them to the movies like a freaking baller. Yeah. And I got them all like a little kid's snack pack, and they were eating food, and Maxwell's eyes were like huge huge. She was so excited to go to the movies and watch Mario on the big screen. One sad thing that happened was that I did not celebrate 420. I'm very upset about this. I didn't get a 420 this year and I'm very pissed off because there was a freaking tornado. Yes. That destroyed my town. It was an EF2 tornado. There are two main streets in the town. There's uh Harrison and there's Kickapoo. And Kickapoo was hit basically directly and it got absolutely wiped out. Uh there's a puppy. There's the puppy.
4: Oh Yeah, we got a puppy. That's it's very that.
1: sweet. That's the run. That's the that's the uh Steve of the Litter. I think, is what people call it. Uh, so, a tornado last, not, not last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before that, hit my town directly. It was an EF3? Oh, there were three separate tornadoes. It wasn't just one. There were three separate tornadoes, which is absolutely crazy. So it was a, a party that, pack. Yeah, yeah, it was a party pack. And... Uh, so I I didn't get to, to celebrate 420 because the, it, so the tornado hit the night of 419 and the power went out. And then the next day was 420 and it, the power was out all day. The power was out on us for about three days. And it, it, one thing that was good about the tornado was that I ate like a freaking king because yeah. there was so much free food. Everywhere. You go to that supermarket, there's someone... Co- I, we went to a bank and they were just giving out hot dogs and chips and cookies and uh, sodas. And then we went home and then we heard that, oh, but uh, this uh, this supermarket, they have someone in the parking lot that's a food truck that's making food. So we went over there and it wasn't really a food truck. It was just this uh, black family that was just making ribs. And so we had ribs and cobbler. Oh, that was so good. And then the next day, around lunchtime, we hear, hey, this one church is giving out free Panda Express.
0: Okay, nice. So
1: so we went, so we all, so we rushed to this church. We ate a crap ton of orange chicken and Gatorade. A tornado destroyed my town and we were out of power for three days, but I ate like freaking queen nice. like a queen it was nice to see the whole town get together and yada 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 and then i went to go see ari aster's new movie bow is afraid
0: okay well for, okay first first you got to give me a little more on mario okay is there any reason for this movie to be making the kind of money it is
1: You'll find out in our next episode. Okay. It's on the uh, it's on the cough cough. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, due to a legal error on somebody's part, the entire Mario movie aired on a Brazilian TV station. Really? Yep. So next Uh, unrelated to that, next week we will be doing a Super Mario movie. I'm really proud of how weird this year has been so far. We've been to some weird places. Skinnamorinic, flesh-eating mothers. Oh, remember Bloodbeat? That was a trip. Dogs, please. Very unprofessional. Okay? Yeah, this podcast... Want a dog, we are consummate professionals. Infinity pool, remember that? That was weird. Yes. Uh, Brian and Charles Skinnering. I still can't. I still can't. With Skinnering,
0: that exists. But compared to this week's movie, I think th- I, I think this has hit the low for the year. I
1: didn't I freaking hated Skinamarink. I absolutely hated it.
0: Uh but if you had they, to watch Skinemarink or Flintstones on the Rocks again. I would pick I would pick Flintstones.
1: It's got the original Flintstones. jazz music in the background. And in the in the, when the Flintstones started, it was a lot like the Flintstones on the Rocks, that it was kind of quiet. And it it wasn't, like, nonstop gags. Eventually, as the show got older, and, oh, there's Pebbles and Bam Bam and Mr. Gazoo. The Great Gazoo. Like, okay, now I don't give a crap about this, but The Flintstones, like, perfectly encapsulates, like, that old vibe. Like, you could tell me this movie was made in 1968, and I'd say, oh, all okay. right.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I would rather, I would rather look at a door, for another ninety minutes, at a strange angle, darkly lit, than watch Flintstones on the rock again.
1: Hey, honey, I don't think Bunny liked the movie. Yeah, couldn't tell. It's a great movie because I always wondered when I was a kid and I was watching the Flintstones cartoons on Saturday mornings, I wondered, gee, I wonder if Fred is a cuck or not. And now I have my answer. Yeah. So that's good. Fred is super racist in this and it, it pisses me off. But okay, so there was a tornado. I almost died. But then, spoiler alert, I didn't. Positive. No. Yes. That was exciting. This was this is the closest a tornado has ever hit. And then I went to go see, in IMAX, Ari Aster's new film, Bo is Afraid. This movie is best described uh, by using dialogue from the Kirk Douglas film, The Game. No one can explain what Bo is Afraid is. It's just something you have to see for yourself. It is three hours long. It is wildly uncomfortable. At the end, there's a giant monster, and I wish I could explain it to you, but it would be such, such a spoiler alert this movie might be horrible and I might be obsessed with it. I'm going to see it again tomorrow. Okay. So I was going to go see Evil Dead 7 or whatever, but it's like, no, I kind of want to see this weird-ass movie again. So I'm going to see it again. I I can't explain. I understand why so many people hate this film. 10-minute one, But it's... It's so bizarre that I kind of love it. I kind of love it. And so, okay, so that's all that has happened for me. The main one is, I have a, I have a stripper name, finally. My name is Trebuchet. That's my stripper name, and I'm very excited so I can finally hit the hole, which I know you've been waiting for, buddy. So many times you have asked me, to hit the pole and I have it. But there's a good chance that by the next episode of this... But that
0: was before transitioning. You ruined it now. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: Quentin Tarantino wrote the script for From Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, What happened in that movie? Oh, yeah! Uh, Selma Hyatt bed of tequila yes. to Quentin Tarantino's character by spilling it down her leg and onto her foot. Huh. I bet that's just a bizarre coincidence that is in no way tied to the rest of his ovier. Yeah, no. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I've been thinking about it
0: a lot. I'm a little bit high right now. And, How are you, bunny? And of course, of course he is the only actor in Hollywood who could possibly have done that part. Yeah. Yeah, you know, nobody would have the 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 special talent that yeah. Quentin Tarantino has to Exactly. Suck on Selma Hayek's toes while she pours tequila down her legs and through her mouth.
1: Yeah, Uh, that's that's real filmmaking. That's real filmmaking right there is what that is. Okay, so we are going to take a short break because we do this on Zoom and we have a few minutes left. They have time limits now. When we come back, we are going to do our educational segment, historic approximations where we are doing part three of a trilogy.
0: Yes, our first trilogy.
1: Our first trilogy discussing the history of presidents. We're at number 38 uh, and very excited about this. We're gonna we're gonna dive a little bit deeper now. That we're getting more into the modern era of American presidents. How much uh, Grover Cleveland can you... Do you think they'll ever do another Howard the Duck movie? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, sooner or later.
1: I mean, I'm still shocked that they did another Mario, because that's how bad that last one was.
0: Yes. Ow, I, 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 am, I am more alarmed at how much money it's making.
1: It's making a crap ton. It's, it's a Mario it's movie.
0: This yeah. may be in the Book of Revelations. You're the religious one. Look it up. It's
1: gotta um, be in there. Dog, I'm not taking you out right now. I'm in the middle of podcasting for an art. Okay? That's very rude of you, dog. Okay.
0: Maybe the so, Maybe the beast is Bowser.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: My kids won't stop singing the Peaches song, which is a bit annoying, but that's fine. Uh it's weird that my children are singing a song constantly that is sung by the guy who also founded Tenacious D. That's a bit off. Yes. That is a bit weird. Um But we are gonna take a short break. When we come back we're gonna talk about presidents. So put your thinking caps on, because we will be right back with more of the Pope on film after this.
3: Do 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 doop doop deep doop skidly bobbo, doop bop at the and
1: break.
0: guys.
3: I think social security should be uh, privatized. You can't go to a supermarket without being accosted by a homeless guy.
0: Democrats and the liberals attack viciously.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I will take over store time Not if I have anything to say about it Skeletor, we will fight to the death Or gentlemen, may I suggest a second option? What if we all enjoy the great taste of sugar crisp? Can't get enough of that sugar crisp, sugar crisp,
2: sugar crisp.
0: And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Yes.
1: If you're like me, and I know I am, you are no doubt a big fan of this podcast, the Pope on Film. I mean, who is it? The Pope on Film is the world's greatest podcast that no one has ever heard of.
0: This is the truth.
1: When it comes to all of the podcasts out there that no one has ever heard of, we are number one. So, uh, boom.
0: That is it.
1: Uh, Yeah. But only the real fans, the true hardcore fans that have been with us since the beginning. Uh, This is episode 453. So we have done 452 episodes before this one, of course. That's just basic math. And... As everyone knows, we have always done this podcast two weeks apart. So when we started this podcast back in 2002, uh, Bunny and I, I were on the same uh, BBS in the yes. same uh, AOL chat room. And Bunny was thinking of a way for us to deal with our grief regarding 9-11. And then I said, I've got an idea, a 2002 idea. Podcasting and he said, What's that? And I said, I don't know, but let's start doing it. And now here we are. That's right. Yeah. Uh only the true hardcore the, fans that have the been crowd with us since the
0: loves us. Yeah. Uh
1: only the real fans know the two basic facts about the both of us, the two undeniably really real and in no way made up on the spot possibly by one of my kids, wink, wink, uh, facts about the both of us, America's hottest podcasting couple. And when I say podcasting couple, I mean that Bunny and I are very close and that sometimes we say that we love each other. We are not married. No. Despite what some people might think online, I am married to Natasha, who is my wife. I am not married to Bunny.
0: Just want to make that clear. No. Uh, and and, and I am wanted to... and I am with Jeannie over here. Yeah, I will say Bunny did
1: want to marry me, but Natasha put a ring on it, so Bunny just and missed and out.
0: she won Thunderdome fair and square. I mean, you know, nice. I think the chainsaw was a bit excessive, but you know, it is Thunderdome. You know.
3: Dome. yeah yeah uh oh there's genie hi genie
1: uh it, the twitch stream is a little bit late uh okay the two facts undeniably really real and in no way made up on the spot possibly by one of my kids because i didn't want to write it facts about the both of us america's hottest podcasting couple bunny and Maylin. first and foremost bunny is the first fact which is about you is the fact that when you're not recording the podcast, you are in fact a professional pooper. Now, I didn't know that you can make money from pooping. So, tell us, Bonnie. The fans want to know how does that work? How do you make money on it? What do you call yourself? Like a like a person who works at a zoo is a zoologist. What do you call yourself? And 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 how do you make money on it?
0: Well, technically, what I call myself is a rectal sculptor. Uh, nice. Yes. <laughs> kind of like a sandwich artist. Through through many many years of practice, I I can control my sphincter to the point where I can make. A Lincoln bookcases, books, book ends out of my own poop.
1: That's impressive.
0: And then, and then of course, recommend. you know, then I saw them on Etsy, you know, that's how you make yeah. the money. Yeah. Etsy, Etsy is where you really make that, bring that cash in. Yeah. Uh,
1: and the second fact which is about me, is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So this is the part of the podcast, Act 2, where we get educational, where I get a story from the history books and maybe reword it a little bit to match my own unique storytelling razzmatazz. And that is what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Historic Approximations, or as we like to call it, and for those of you playing along at home this segment is spelled capital h capital a but small p that is vitally important we need a small p that's crucial to the whole ebb and flow of the podcast and to be clear this segment for years was known as Steve's historic approximations, or SHAP, as we like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wanted us to or not. However, um, uh, a dead name is dead for a reason. That name was uh, so 2,000 and late, whereas yeah. Maylin is so 3,000 and So we are moving on. Once again, today is indeed a very special hap. It is the third and final chapter of our trilogy of history. For the last two episodes, we have been using our superior knowledge of the U.S. presidents and going through each and every president, telling you, the audience, some little-known facts about, by and large, a bunch of corrupt old white war criminals. Hooray! Hooray! The first episode we covered presidents one through twenty one. That was uh George Washington, I think is how he pronounces his name. I don't know. Not too many people remember him. George Washington. Uh, and then to number 21, Chester, and Arthur. The A. In the middle stood for Anne. Because he was an artist. And then in our last episode, we did Presidents 22. 22 was Grover. Cleveland. That's why I was mentioning Howard the Duck. Whenever I see the name Cleveland, I pronounce it like Howard the Duck. So I have Howard the Duck on the brain because
0: we're going through the President. Two. Also my favorite Muppet. Yes. Grover Cleveland. Right. Super Grover Cleveland. We we were deprived. And we did not have Elmo yet. Yeah.
1: Elmo Nixon. Uh so uh last episode we did presidents number twenty-two to thirty-seven. Number thirty-seven was Richie Nixon. Uh he he liked to be called Richie Nick.
0: Because he was a big Stevie Nicks fan? Yes he was. So Yes he was. He could he, do all the he, moves and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Richard Nixon could work a scarf.
1: Yeah. So many so many scarves. That's how that's how he got his start. Johnny Depp saw Stevie Nicks on stage and said, "What if instead of one scarf it was 12?" And then he did a shit ton of cocaine and decided to be an actor.
0: Yes. There you go.
1: So So you saying? are sp-
0: you suggesting he had the scarves first?
1: Uh yes. Scarves first, acting second. Okay. You know who I learned that from? Sir John Gielgud. Uh-huh. So there you go. So it's factual. So that brings us more or less to the more recent presidential presidents. So this week, the shocking conclusion shown with no commercial interruptions. Presidents number 38 to 46. Let's do this. Can you please pull up president? Okay, so right now we've got president 37. Richie Nixon. Uh. So he was a he was a big time president. He Nixon now more than ever. Nixon now more than ever. More than ever. We need Nixon now. That was his uh, campaign song. So Richard Nixon, he was forced out of office. Do you know why he was forced out of office, Bunny? Let me tell you. He went after Black Dynamite. Yes, he did. And that's something that you don't do. No. You don't go against Black Dynamite. Uh, He declared war on anyone who sells
3: drugs to the community. That's right. But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. God, what a wonderful movie that is. (laughs) So
1: good. So then they got Richie Nix out. And, um... Every once in a while, they'll do this thing in politics where it's like, uh, okay, we got rid of the president. We need someone else. Uh, Oh, I know. We'll get the vice president. The vice president is... Oh, shoot. What's the name of the vice president? Such an important job. And the people who are vice president do so much. Let me just...
0: Harrison Ford no well 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 but really we we had nixon and we had spiro agnew as his vice president yeah and spiro agnew fell first yeah so nixon then had to appoint another vice president where they looked i do not know ...to have found Gerald Ford... ...stuck him in the position...
1: ...and... and, ...his head is in the perfect shape of a Mexican jumping bee.
0: Yes. Gerald Ford... ...the reason I think... ...Gerald Ford is the first president of our modern era, I would say, because... He was the first Saturday Night Live president. And Saturday Night Live gave him the reputation of being a bumbler, a stumbler, somebody who trips. This was Chevy Chase's whole fucking bit. But literally, this is the only man who literally just tripped into the fucking presidency. Yep.
1: You know, what, you know what this guy reminds me of?
0: Nobody voted for him. Nobody knew who he was. <laughs> you know what I always loved about him,
1: about uh, Gerald Ford? You remember that weird period in time when they were making a bunch
0: of movies starring You froze.
1: Darring thumbs. Someone's go. thumb and then animate a face over it. Right, and the thumb would be acting. He was our first thumb president. Yes, he was. That is, He is a giant thumb. He is literally, look at his face. His face is the entire body of a minion. If you just got his face and you painted it yellow, he was our second minion president. There was another minion president that we had. I don't remember his name, but if you just painted his head yellow and then put some overalls on him, he would be a minion.
0: Yes, he would.
1: Period. So, that is uh, Gerald Ford. Let's move on to number 39. So, Gerald Ford laugh. And then in came number 39 uh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy, he Jimmy was, Carter. He was the first president to also be in a Steve Martin movie. Which is a really big deal. Yes. Because yeah, Abraham Lincoln. Okay, what did you do? Read the slaves. Okay. Were you in a movie with Steve Martin though? No, you were not. You were shot in a theater, but you know who wasn't in that theater? Steve Martin. Sorry. Uh
0: Jimmy Carter was an odd one. Jimmy Carter was an odd one. First, he had us all really kind of nervous being like the first like really professed Born again Christian
3: candidate,
0: yeah. you know, and then yeah. of course you you go to an interview in in Playboy magazine, telling people how you've lost it in your heart. We we don't care, Jimmy. We that don't a care. Bit he was
1: also a peanut.
0: Yes, he was a literal peanut yes not a lot of people know that but he turned out better than most and of course the Republicans hammered him
1: and then once he once he lost the
0: presidency he said I am
1: now going to devote the rest of my life to building homeless people yes and he would just go from town to town building with a hammer and nails building homeless people Yes. Which I thought was very nice. Uh. He whoa. was our first and really only. He was our only. Uh, John Denver president. Yeah. I, he was I don't the last know president how to explain who that. Shit. But that is exactly Jimmy Carter. Yeah. He was our first and only Whole Foods president. Yes. He was the only president I could think of that if he went to talk to you, he would put his chair around backwards. <laughs> yes. He didn't have fireside chats. He, he had fireside hangs. Yeah. Where he'd turn his presidential chair around and go, hey, fellas, I just wanted to wrap a chunk. Uh... I think abstinence totally rocks. That's the closest I'm gonna get to a Jimmy Carter. To a Jimmy Carter uh accent. Not not, not bad. Not bad. It was alright. It was alright. So let's move on to number forty. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. The actor, man, the... what a horrible idea that was. Let's make sure to never again uh hire someone who's just famous because they were on movies and TV shows. Yeah. Let's never make that mistake again. Yeah. My favorite thing my favorite thing about Ronald Reagan was that he was shot at and he almost died, but he didn't. So he came out and said, Well. Uh, I'm Ronald Reagan, and I am, am s- banning all assault weapons. And Republicans went, yes, yes, a ban on assault weapons. What a great idea, Mr. President. We love this idea and will never turn against it. Why should everyone have assault weapons? Yes, let us ban them. I am so happy that we Republicans are passing this gun legislation. We won't forget that this happened. We yeah. support you. <coughs> ev- we we'll let everyone in America remember that when you think Reagan, you think sensible measures to protect people from guns. We Republican Christians will never forget it. Yeah. Hooray, Ronald Reagan. It's fascinating how much uh, now that you mention it, how much when I look, look at Ronald Reagan, I picture freaking Eddie Murphy as Gumby. <laughs> you know, it's so fascinating how pop culture makes you think about presidents. That when I think of Ronald Reagan, I think of Joe Piscopo, I think of Eddie Murphy as Gumby, and I think of Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. Oh, and,
0: and by the way, Dan Aykroyd was was Jimmy Carter.
1: Dan Aykroyd was Jimmy Carter. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. And uh, our next president, number forty-one, George H. W. Bush. The only good thing about George Bush was uh, we gave uh, we gave
0: uh, Garth a pretty decent amount of work. Well, well, okay, so let's just go back here a second, okay? So we have an actor who dabbled in politics a little bit, okay? But mostly an actor yeah. who, as vice president, has the former head of the CIA... So okay. who, who exactly is really running things?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'd You can say the exact same thing about George W. Bush. Yeah. So, like, George Bush was never our president. J- just period. So, George H. W. Bush. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Every once in a while, America goes, I don't know, just fucking make the vice president the president. And so he was, George H.W. Bush was, in our modern times, to use the parlance of the young people, George H.W. Bush was our most mid-president. He didn't do anything shocking. No. He didn't do anything... He didn't do nothing. He didn't do everything. He wasn't loved. The, the only good thing that I can remember George H.W. Bush doing is vomiting on, like, a Japanese emperor or something.
0: Yes. Which like, was, was fun. Neat. Good for you. Which was fun. I- but, but that's why we had Dan Quayle. Because Dan Quayle would take all the heat off of him. So every time something was like really going on in the country, like invading Nicaragua and taking Noriega out and arresting him, Dan Quayle would go do something stupid. And we would talk about Dan Quayle and the stupid thing he did.
3: If, pretty so, much, so, uh,
0: pretty much, pretty much where we are now, except like everything's at now.
1: Kind of like uh, so uh, in everything's a distraction
0: in, 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 of a distraction.
1: In British terms, um, George H. W. Bush got Dan Quayle to be his vice president, so Dan Quayle could Boris Johnson the country. Yeah. I am a complete idiot, and I'm doing horrible things, but also, look how silly I am. Yeah. 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 So, George H.W. Bush, our our most boring president. He was our first president who was also a Pez dispenser. Yes. Yes, he was. Because you look at that. Look at that. He looks like his teeth are made of Tic Tacs. He had tic-tac teeth. They used to call him that, old tic-tac teeth. That was the official nickname for get He had a jar of tic-tacs. After, after Ronald Reagan, every president had to become obsessed with a candy and have a jar of it at their desk. So let's go through the different presidents. Okay, so after Reagan was George H.W. Bush, his favorite candy was uh, Tic Tacs. So he had a jar of Tic Tacs. After that was Bill Clinton. His favorite uh, candy was Roofie's. So he had a jar of Roofie's on his desk. Yeah. George uh-huh. W. Bush's favorite candy was whatever, uh, it sh- sharp, shiny things, like a baby, like a, like, a, like a one-year-old. So George W. Bush was the first president where uh, they had to baby-proof the White House. Yes. But, yeah, let's move on to 43, George. No, uh, 42. 42. Uh, William Jefferson Clinton. Is that his middle name? Is, I think what, so. Is that his middle name? Like, yeah, William Jefferson Clinton. Okay, I was just guessing, but... I mean, it, when it comes to white people, it, it, there are only so many names that you can guess. So, uh, where are we? Um... I'm so hyped. Bill Clinton. He was a walking, talking, saxophone-playing sexual harassment lawsuit. Yes, he was. His hair was just a Brillo pad. When Hillary needed to wash the White House dishes, she would just pick up her his head and just rub her his head against the dirty dishes. He was like if Patrick Starr liked smelling women's hair. Yes. I never liked Bill Clinton. I liked the fact that he was our first president to be like, "Hey, we need we 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 care about health. We care about uh the environment. We care about our kids growing up to be healthy." Now I'm going to eat $300 worth of McDonald's food in one sitting. And he would just he, you would see him on the campaign trail, which was just his excuse to go to different restaurants and eat a shit a ton of food. He didn't seem that healthy. No. And also, uh, of course, he's not healthy. What with all of the cigars? Well, at least the ones that he smoked. Yes. Because he didn't smoke all of the cigars. Yeah. He saved some other ones for special time.
0: Yes. And the problem was, the problem was, is that, you know, poor Monica Lewinsky just happened to have been there. He was trapped in the White House. He would much prefer picking up a nice, attractive woman from one of the local bowling alleys.
1: He's definitely. Bill Clinton is definitely our first president to go to a bar to pick up a woman, to be unsuccessful, and then when it's time for last call, getting whatever's left over. Yes. He was our first bar skank president. (laughs) He was our first president where you could... It wasn't beyond the realm of possibilities... That he had an eight-track tape of Creedence Clearwater in his uh, Buick Lesabre. Yeah. So, um, it, it, I, I've never liked Bill Clinton. I've never liked the Clintons, and 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 all oh, the Republicans love attacking Bill and Hillary Clinton. It's like I don't like either of them either. So, there you go. I shook, You're like don't care. I, I shook Bill Clinton's hand. Personally, me. What did you say? I shook Bill Clinton's hand. Nice. The, I shook John John McCain's at, hand at the once. park in Yelm, Washington. Yelm. Yes. Yelm. And the school there, the one of the elementary schools. The music teacher wrote the song um, "It Takes a Village," and that's where that whole thing came from. "It takes a village." Huh. Yeah, I so, would like to go to the that? to Yelm, and then wherever I found the sign Yelm, I would add an O. Yelmo. So now it's so now it's Yelmo. Yelmo. Okay. That's what that's what Yelmo says. Yelmo. That's what Yelmo says. So let's move on to number 43, our 43rd president, commander in chief of the United States of America, Dick Cheney. (laughs) Look between those eyes. Look between those eyes. You know what you see? Nothing. No. There's nothing behind those eyes. Nothing between those eyes. That man was more of a puppet than Kermit the Frog. Yes. He also, just looking at him, he looks Muppety. He does. He does look very Muppety. George W. Bush looks like a Muppet of George W. Bush. <laughs> yes. He was our first caricature president. <laughs> That's fascinating. I blame George W. Bush for Facebook. Ten minute warning. Okay, I blame George W. Bush for Facebook. (sighs) Because George W. Bush said, okay, well, yes, 9-11 happened and it's really bad and it sucks and uh, I'm sorry. Uh, So we can stop it from happening again. The only problem is uh, no one will ever have privacy again. But We can stop terrorism. So we're going to stop terrorism. None of you have privacy anymore. And all of the patriots said, well, who needs privacy? Take away all of my freedom. And so and now Facebook knows more about us than we do. And it's all George W. Bush's fault. Right there. That man started it.
3: Your computer accepting cookies. This man started it.
1: Yes. Oh, I downloaded this app on my phone. Oh, look, it's actually a Chinese app and it's flying on you. This guy, right here. (laughs) This man. It's all his fault. Number 44, our 44th president, Barack Obama, he was our one and only cool president.
3: Well, I mean, him and James Buchanan, am I right? Right. I... I and, and yes,
0: he certainly was cool. Okay, but in the in the world of Obama worship, can we not forget the drone strikes? Can we not forget drone striking American citizens?
1: I and can, I can I we I not know. forget
0: continuing, uh, Afghanistan?
1: I know that Obama did a bunch of really horrible things, and he killed a lot of people. Mr. Drone Strikes and Mr. Deportation. He deported my favorite rapper, MF Doom. And yes. uh, I know we did horrible things,
3: but
0: that no he was He dinner, was cool,
3: that and cor- the point
0: was, and the point is Ugh. this is the good
1: president. Yeah, yeah. That correspondence dinner he did where he showed up with Keegan-Michael Key as Luther, his anger translator? Yes. Oh, I love that. That was a good bit. That that is so good. And then we move on to number 45, our 45th president of the United States from January 20th 2017 to January 20th, 2021. It's Fuckface Von Dumbass and his vice president, Davey, from Davian Goliath. Donald Trump wanted Goliath, but he was put down decades ago. Yes. So they got Davy instead. And 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 sometimes, like uh, something horrible would happen, and uh, uh, Mike Pence would turn to Donald Trump and said,
3: "Gee, Donald, do you think it was God?"
1: (laughs) Just like that. So uh, kudos to Don. It, I, I'm just going to come out. I'm just going to come out and say it. Donald Trump and Elon Musk are American heroes because they are doing such a service to America. They are teaching people, hey, just because someone has money doesn't mean they're smart. No. Just like how Ben Carson is a great American hero for teaching all of us, just because I am a doctor doesn't mean I'm intelligent. Yes. So, these people are all heroes. And Donald Trump is a hero. And everyone's like, oh man, Donald Trump is the worst. And I'm like, really? I I am shocked. Who would have thought that um, having our president also be a... uh, WWE Hall of Fame inductee Would be a bad idea
0: But all of a sudden I I just became gripped with fear Like What happened to Ben Carson? Is he still running something somewhere? Did we just kind of forget about him? No He's going from town
1: to town Getting into adventures Like Kane from Kung Fu (laughs) Meeting people Getting into adventures (laughs) Donald Trump what a piece of shit this guy is Uh, so then uh, number 46 let's get to this before we get cut off by Zoom number 46 our current president from January 20th 2021 to now did you know buddy you know how make a wish makes wishes come true for little kids who are about to die yeah now they're doing it for really old people. Yeah. Yay. People who are inches away from death. Yay. And it's like, oh, great, great Grandpa Joe, you're about to die. What would you like to do? And Joe said, oh, your Grandpa Joe just wants one thing and one thing only. To go into Willy Wonka's factory. Then I would get out of this bed and dance, but uh, then they said, "Oh, uh, Willy Wonka isn't real." How about being president? He said, "Sure, whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter. I'm going to die soon anyway." And well, here you he, go. But
0: our he ta- make a wish, president. Yes, he has taught us a, a, a lot of important things. He has taught us that saying. Poor children are just as as smart as white children is a stutter. He
3: said that. He said that. That's a
0: stutter. That's trying to call one of your administrative aides onto the stage, having forgotten that they died. That's a stutter. Yeah. Okay. He taught us a lot about stuttering where I always thought it was just a speech impediment. It's... The inability to put on a jacket is a stutter.
1: The thing is, is that being a liberal, being a Democrat, means that you can either vote for a horrible candidate or fascism. And it's like, okay, I... I, of course, am against fascism, but do I have to vote for this person? Yeah. Well, I guess I'm between a rock and a hard place. I will choose this person only because it's nerf or nothing. It's this horrible person. Yeah. Or concentration camps. I'm going to choose the horrible person, but like, yeah, can we that's... just
0: stop... Yeah, that's where that's where we're stuck. We're stuck between voting for somebody who isn't going to do a fucking thing for us as opposed to the ones who will actively hurt us. Yeah.
1: It's a bit and it's, that's it's it. just So ridiculous. yeah, we're going
0: to vote for the guy who who isn't going to do anything for us again. I voted for Hillary Clinton. Sooner or later, we're going to roll craps on that and we're going to get the guy who's going to actively hurt us, because nobody's doing anything to stop them. Uh, I voted for Hillary Clinton, but
1: only because I liked the idea of us having two presidents that have had sex with each
0: (laughs) other. Because Warren
1: G. Harding and Woodrow Wilson, they just masturbated together. Yes. There was no penetration. So, uh, oh, and let's not forget uh, Eisenhower and Truman. Hello. Uh, but I liked the idea of, like, oh, hey, our 45th president banged our 42nd president. And hell, maybe
0: our 40th too. I don't know.
1: Uh, see, so- if, if, if,
0: if that was part of the slogan. If that was one of the part of the campaign, she would have fucking won.
3: Yeah.
1: So that has been our three-part look at American presidents, and I hope you all learned something. Next episode, we're gonna go back to our normal stories, or maybe I'll find some other thing that we can do. Cause this has been fun. Three episodes. This has been a blast. I had fun doing this. So I'll see if we can do it again for some other thing. I don't want to do vice presidents because that's lame, but we'll see. But join us next time for more educationally uneducational fun with Historic Approximations! And cut on that. We are going to be taking a short break. We're going to be showing some videos, some songs, some cartoons, having a bunch of fun. When we come back, we're finally going to get to this week's movie, the 2001 uh...
0: We just got okay. <laughs> Think you're ready, go new Crazy Wap-a. Eddie, the man who's got Wap-a. most everything, Wap-a. stereo sound, is audio selection, Bobby with your perfection, he's the man with all the lowest prices around.
4: around. So, so come, come on down and put him to, him to the test, Ooh. see whose prices really are the best. Fix you up with a sound of your
0: place And guarantee a smile upon your face oh, When you think you're ready, down to Crazy Eddie The man who's got most everything, every stereo sound And so the stories told, told, told
3: across told. the whole wide world Crazy Eddie will not ever be undersold
0: a new stereo, color TV, CB, call 645-1196 for the most ridiculous prices ever during Crazy
3: at Eddie's Christmas sale. In August? Huh, look at this. Certified
1: frustration free packaging. Hmm. Not
3: not frustrating. That's good. I guess I just pull here and, uh,
1: Damn it! Damn it!
5: Damn it! I can't... I will not <makes> I <noise> am. <laughs> That's what I would
3: The Death of Richie, the special edition. The Death of Richie is a 1977 made for TV movie. And now, with The Death of Richie special edition, now out on Blu ray and DVD, you can watch The Death of Richie as it was originally meant to be. of the old and outdated scenes of a young man struggling with a drug addiction, and in its place is the scene at the end of La Bamba where actor Isai Morales calls out for his brother. It's the death of Richie, special La Bamba edition. Gone are Robbie Benson, and in its place, one hour and thirty-five minutes of Isai Morales yelling for Richie. That's all it is, just Isai Morales yelling for Richie. Richie. Do you like seeing Mexicans yell for their dead brother? Of course you do! And now, with the death of Richie, the special edition, you can watch one hour and 35 minutes of Isai Morales yelling for his brother. That's right, Isai Morales! Richie! Richie! It's the death of Richie, the special edition!
1: These posts in the rants and raves section of the Oklahoma City Craigslist page because it—I I guess it's just justifying my beliefs. People are horrible.
3: The headline is USA and Mexico. God. Uh, all right. I a positive attitude
1: towards this. I was
4: visiting with a blood relative who was married to a Mexican. The relative brought up Trump and the wall. The relative was irritated that Trump thinks Mexico will pay for the wall. Being a nice relative, I just listened and was told Mexico hates Trump. I feel as if I have stumbled onto something. Go, Trump, go, baby, build that beautiful wall.
1: I'm so happy to be a brown skinned individual. In the Bible Belt. Gee, I feel so uh, welcomed and invited. Just feel so warm. People are treating me so nice here. Like, man, they make sure to put their sights on me first. Like, I have red dots all around me from their sniper rifles. Yay! I'm gonna get me a pickup truck and a dog and a shotgun. I'll start saying y'all
0: Be like water and come back next week or I'll kick your ass.
4: Passionate about life, his career. Me. Lately, I feel like I don't exist.
3: Oh, uh, you exist, all right, Wilma.
4: You exist. Can you just shut up for one second, Fred? My, 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 Mrs. Flintstone. What could possibly be the source of all these suppressed frustrations?
3: Yes, Mrs. Flintstone, what could possibly be the sauce?
4: When was the last time you kissed me, Fred?
3: How soon we forget. It was 17 weeks last Thursday.
4: Oh, boy. To get to the root of these problems, I am going to need to see a typical evening in the Flintstone household. So what I would like to do is a little role-playing. Mr. Flintstone. I would like you to pretend you are your wife in a typical everyday evening in your cave. Oh, can I please? And Mrs. Flintstone, I would like you to pretend you are your husband coming home from a typical day of work. Now then, Mr. Flintstone, remember an average typical evening at home as your wife. Oh, I'm so exhausted. I've done nothing all day. Oh, my goodness. The house is a mess. Fred will be home any second. What should I do? Absolutely nothing.
5: Well, Ma, I'm home. I'm just not fat enough. I can still fit through the front door. Now, where's my dinner? You're such a slave driver! (laughs) Why do you push me so hard? (laughs) What, Wilma? I'm sorry,
4: Wilma. I just can't hear you, because I'm not listening. Hello, Betty. Yeah, I can talk as long as I want. I don't pay the bill! Chap, tap, tap,
5: tap, 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 Hang chirp, chirp, in there, boy! I'll get food in you soon! Oh, hi, Bonnie! You wanna do something stupid today?
3: Hopefully something that gets me hurt! All right, Wilma, let's stop with all the theatrics! Or I might be forced to tell a little secret I know about you.
4: Oh, yeah, Fred? What?
3: Oh, come now, Wilma, you really don't know?
4: Know what, Fred? Well, the footstone, a natural redhead. Ah!
0: And we're back with more of the Pope on Film.
4: It's so time, passionate, Bunny! Passionate
0: Unfortunately, it Korea. is time.
1: Yes, Bunny, my friend, who is more than brother to me. I embrace like thee, because it's time it. once again for all of oh, us here at should. the Pope on Film all podcast right, to casually you saunter our should. way. Can into the third and final act of the show, and it is said third act wherein we finally and eventually get around to what discussing our all new low fat, high in fiber, and pressure. now available yes, without a prescription, what could possibly Movie be of the, week. the last
4: time you and this me, week friend. we
1: discuss the long lost Flintstones reboot from 2001, oh, from, weeks last from the beginning of September
5: of oh, 2001.
1: Which is why all of America remembers September.
4: 2001 if anyone Mr. mentions Flintstone,
3: september of
4: 2001 they say ugh, in a
3: that Flintstones reboot am i right worst thing to happen all year i would like
4: you to pretend nothing else beats it coming home from a typical day of work. uh it's now time then, for Mr. our discussion Flintstone. of the Remember FLINTSTONES on the rocks evening at home. As or as
1: I like to call it, how Wilma got her groove back. Oh, yes. I'm
4: so exhausted. I
1: so I put this thing together. Oh, it goes pretty hard. The system? video that you were what watching, as well as the background, the Flintstone on I'm the rocks Really proud of this. I threw it together. Uh it features a few scenes Wilma from the Flintstones on the Rocks. Home. A lot of scenes of them. I uh, I think I have three or four commercials of the Flintstones selling Winston brand cigarettes. Okay. And then one (laughs) long (laughs) bit of the Flintstones selling Bush beer. Really? Yeah, so Fred and Barney get fired from the the quarry. (laughs) So they go to their favorite bar and drink tasty Bush beer. And then they concoct some plan, and yada, yada, yada. And it doesn't work, so they go back to Fred's house and drink more delicious bush beer. So, uh... And also a lot of clips of uh, Fred uh, trying to kill somebody. Yes. With a hatchet. I, I love that clip. So, okay. Now, I know that Bunny hated the Flintstone on the rock, but hear me out! Okay? Okay. Hear me out. Uh speaking of 2001, uh Seth McFarland who was supposed to be in one of the planes that went into uh the Twin Towers, but he was hung over so he was 15 minutes late to his flight and they wouldn't let him on. Yeah. Uh so the success of Family guy is solely because he obviously did some sort of a deal with the devil. Period. Yes. You cannot convince me otherwise. Uh it a few years ago, I would say 2014, 2015, he tried to reboot the Flintstones as an adult family guy type sitcom, but the TV networks passed on that. So when you're talking Flintstones <laughs> reboots, <laughs> yeah. I would rather watch The Flintstones on the Rocks by whatever the unreleased Seth MacFarlane pilot is. I'm just saying. So, uh, um, I don't think that The Flintstones on the Rocks is that bad. I mean, as far as reboots of classic television shows go, this, this does look authentic AF, The Flintstones on the Rocks. I mean... This aired on the Cartoon Network the same year as Shrek and Legally Blonde. And yet, if you just came up to me and said, hey, the Flintstones on the rocks, this is an animated uh, movie that they made in 1965, I would believe you because this movie is ridiculously faithful to the original TV show. And for that alone, I don't hate this. That being said, holy crap, Fred Flintstone's a racist bastard. Yeah, oh god yeah. Holy shit, Fred Flintstone is racist. Racist as hell in
0: this week's movie. But I so just don't I with- just don't find that very original. You know, I don't like yeah. Okay, so so maybe we didn't see a lot of this kind of thing that we see in this movie in the Flintstones itself. <clears throat> But certainly it makes sense if you look at it from the perspective of the Honeymooners, which the Flintstones is taken from. They're very mean-spirited. Yes. It's all very mean-spirited. It's not... It's not exploring anything particularly new. Yeah. Yeah. It's just worse. Yeah.
1: Uh however, with the short runtime, I'd rather watch this than than that uh that movie they did.
0: The actual theatrical release Flintstone movie? You frozen again. Where
1: Fred Flintstone's a spy. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So we're good? We're good. You froze for a second we're there. Good? Okay.
1: Okay. Okay, so I cede the floor to the honorable Bunny Williams. Bunny, tell us what you think about this movie.
0: Oh, it's just crap. It's just, it's crap. just crap. It's yeah, it's it's very mean-spirited. It is it, it's it also feels like it's kind of been done before. Like, like you could see, you could see. Okay. So like, it makes a certain bit of sense that the Flintstones are this way, that they are mean spirited, that they are racist, but it seems like a very simple scratch at the surface instead of really doing something funny.
1: Yeah. Okay, so here you go. Okay, so uh, Fred and Barney went to a bar, they just got fired, and now they're going to go see their uh, bartender and drink a delicious bush beer while they try and figure out how to get their jobs back. They're getting drunk right now. Okay. That's fascinating to me. This was very much an adult cartoon that was originally meant for adults. And then somehow, by the time I was born, it was Saturday morning kids shit. Yeah. And and that must be fascinating, you know? Like, is South Park going to be playing like on PBS Kids when I'm 70 years old?
0: It's possible. But, but but seriously, the collapse of society will happen first, so... Yeah. No.
3: Yeah. Uh, the
1: giant asteroid will hit before that. So, l- let's do some stats. The Flintstones on the Rocks was a, a an animated movie that played on Cartoon Network just once, and they never aired it again. It was a made-for-TV movie... It just meets the Dumbo threshold. Yeah, Dumbo, the Disney animated movie Dumbo, was, uh, I believe, 61 minutes long, which is basically the episode of the fall festival episode of Parks and Recreation. There are episodes of The Office that are longer than the movie Dumbo. So I believe that to be the cutoff that Okay, if you're shorter than Dumbo, you're not a movie. Period. Uh, John Carpenter made a horror movie specifically for like a religious organization, and it was considered lost for a very long time, but then someone found it, and I'm like, oh, this might be interesting to watch, but it's 59 minutes long. That's not a movie! Yeah. If your movie is shorter than an episode of Mori, then you're not a movie. Uh-huh. So uh, the Flintstones just barely meets the Dumbo requirement for this to be considered a movie. Um, this was an attempt by Cartoon Network to reboot the Flintstones back to its roots as a primetime cartoon for adults. This movie aired only once. Approximately one week before 9-11. What about bad timing? Yeah. Or maybe it's not bad timing. Because once this aired, basically, Cartoon Network went, yikes, nobody likes our Flintstones reboot. Uh, this was a big time mistake. Did we have Betty and Barney Fuck? <laughs> This that's in this movie. Did we have um Fred get a hand job from a strange man in a in a in a shower? We did. Holy crap! This this was not good, huh? How can we have people forget that this movie ever existed and then a week later, boom, 9 11. So, look, no one here is in any way saying. That Cartoon Network was responsible for 9-11. Bonnie. Can you say Cartoon Network was responsible for 9-11 for me, please?
0: I I think it was responsible for 9-11. I mean... There you go. You heard it first
1: from Bonnie Williams. Cartoon Network was responsible for 9-11. We are through the looking glass here, people.
0: Yes, we are.
1: Black is white. Dogs are cats. Peanut butter is jelly. There's a weird claymation section to this. Uh, Be sure and stick around, because in a little bit, I will be singing a musical number, which uh, you are all going to want to hear. I love this clip that keeps playing of Fred chasing someone with a meat cleaver. It came from an episode of The Flintstones that I saw as a kid that legitimately scared
0: the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm awesome. glad you included The Way Out.
3: Oh, yeah, The I Way, like the way I Out. The Way Out.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what's your name? John Lennon? And what's your friend's name? Paul Mix-something? Look. Guitar bands, guitar bands are on their way out. Guitar bands are not popular anymore. No one's going to care about the Beatles. And look at this. Even Fred got into a, a guitar band. Yeah. And also the Royal Order of Water Buffalo's. Can we just admit that this is just a psyop? I mean, it, they're the deep state. Really?
0: They they are, yeah. Illuminati. Uh-huh. I mean I'm mm-hmm. sure they tied to the Masonic Temple somehow. Right. Uh, yeah, somehow. Uh hey, let's play a really quick game before it starts.
1: Before the, the, the previous starts that I put on this video. I'm going to say the name of a professional wrestler, and you are going to guess what their Flintstone's name is in the twenty fifteen Film the Flintstones in WWE Stone Age SmackDown. Okay. Are you ready, Bunny?
0: Okay. Okay. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Mark Henrock.
1: No. No. It 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 the last name is the same. I'll give you that. Huh. Mark Henry. Mark Henry. I know you can do it. I know you can do it. <coughs> I believe in you. You got this, buddy.
0: No, no, I'm I'm completely <sighs> blank.
1: Marble Henry. Marble Henry. Okay, here's another one. Uh, CM Punk. You got this. You got this. I can tell you that this one's not surprising. CM Pumice. No, CM Punk Rock. Uh, okay. Well, that's kind of okay. Uh, The last one, John Cena. This one's the worst. Like, they weren't even trying. Oh... It's John, Cena Stone. John, John Cena Stone, John Cena
0: Stone. Okay, John Cena Stone. Yeah, no, they weren't.
1: Uh, so. yeah, they didn't even try when it came to John Cena. They didn't even try. Also, the song that's playing right now. Uh, to be clear, I am a big fan of the Flintstones from when I was a kid. I was a huge fan. the The beginning, the first few seasons, the episodes of the first few seasons were a lot like uh, this week's movie, The Flintstones on the Rocks, because it was quiet. They had that jazz, that jazzy background music. Yeah. And it wasn't all Pratt Falls and stuff like that. And uh, so uh, this, that uh, video that was playing was uh, Pebbles and Bam Bam It's a dream episode, and for whatever reason, they can't talk and they're still babies, but they can perfectly sing one song and become celebrities. Yes. I would now like to sing that song to you. Of course, I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to sing a song, Eleanor, on the podcast, because it's not like I have memorized this one song from a TV show from the 1960s. I mean, that would be weird. I bet you I could join you. Mommy told me something. A little kid should know it's all about the devil, and I've learned to hate him so. She said, He caught this trouble when you read him in the room. But he'll never, ever leave you if your heart is filled with bloom. So let the sun shine in, face it with a grin. Smilers never lose. And frowners never win, so let the sun shine in. Face it with a grin. Open up your heart and let the sun shine in. Bitches! (laughs) They cut out the bitches part for TV. But uh, that is the song that they sing in that one specific episode of the Flintstones. And like all of the times that I sing on this podcast, of course, there's a Tom reference. So there's a video coming up on the podcast. Uh, Tom and I, he was a friend of mine. We were very close and he was straight. We were two straight guys that just happened to spend all of our time together and sometimes cuddle and kiss. Uh, That's just what straight dudes do. So uh, we would oftentimes go out for a day or for the weekend or just go off, almost sort of like a vacation. And he would pay and he would drive and spend all of his money on me, his straight friend who was of the same sex, two guys that were very close and sometimes showered. You know, like straight dudes do. Uh, So what we would do regularly is we would drive to the Grand Canyon We wouldn't go see the Grand Canyon, though, because on the road to the Grand Canyon, you pass through a small town where there was uh, a, a granite company, and so they built a fake bedrock city and charged people like $5 to go and visit it, and they had a giant brontosaurus that had a slide so you could slide down like in the opening credits of the Flintstones, and you could go into Barney's house and Fred's house and so Tom and I would drive like three and a half, four hours to go visit this park and hang out for like an hour and then go home. It was absolutely yeah. pointless, but we would do it all the time. And so we we became good friends. We became uh, very uh good fans of the Flintstones. They had a movie theater at Bedrock City in Vail, Arizona, where uh, they had a movie theater that would just play on a loop the first two episodes of the Flintstones ever. And Tom and I would just go in there, smoke cigarettes, uh, sneak in some beers. We'd be drinking inside of the Flintstones Theater. It is really shitty. It was really... I say was. It was really shitty. The place closed down. Uh, Ooh, new shoes. I like them. Very nice, Eleanor. So yeah, everything has a Tom connection. So that's my Tom connection. Uh, So... As Bunny was saying, uh Cartoon Network is responsible for 9-11 uh as a way to make the public forget about this week's movie. Yes. Uh this is an adult Flintstones reboot. Because the reboot, because originally the Flintstones was on prime time for adults. You're you're welcome. Um you're welcome, American Day. Yeah. You're welcome. Archer. You're welcome Th- uh, The Simpsons. The the Flintstones uh, was your daddy. Um, but this is a surprisingly adult reboot. You hear Betty and Barney fucking. Yeah. In this movie. That's crazy, right? Apparently Betty's a giggler. <laughs> I don't want to have sex with someone who's just <laughs> the whole time? That's g- creepy. Yeah. It's like having sex with Betty Crocker. <laughs> Ew. That's just weird. And then Fred gets a sponge bath and a handjob from a stranger, probably opening Fred to some bisexuality. In his world, he doesn't download Grinder, he downloads Graveler. Yes. G-R-A-V-V-E-L-R is how it would be spelled. I've thought a lot about about this lately. And then there's Fred doing Chevy Chase in National Lampoon's Vacation with a Roxican girl? (laughs) That was weird. This is a strange-ass movie. So, in 1959, Hanna-Barbera filmed a 90-minute pilot called The Flagstones. And it was basically the Flintstones, except they were called the Flagstones. And Wilma was voiced by June Foray. A.K.A. Rocket J. Squirrel, Magica McDuck, Natasha Patel. And get this. Okay, so uh, Hanna-Barbera made the 90-minute pilot in 1959. Guess when it aired on TV,
0: Bunny? Uh... early 60s, like 63, 64, something like that. No! 1994!
3: The pilot was lost.
1: The pilot was lost. Cartoon Network discovered it in a New York City storage facility. I find that fascinating. Fascinating. So right now they're showing the really crappy low rent uh of uh, Bedrock Flintstones Bedrock City uh yeah. if you go into Fred's house he is supposed to have a uh bowling trophy on his uh uh fireplace on his mantle it's not there because i stole it okay it was a different time i was a teenager and I stole Fred. I may have also taken some risque pictures on Fred's bed. Okay. I just showed Fred's bed. Tom and I took some pictures. Like two straight dudes do. Two straight dudes who sometimes uh, kiss and hold each other when they're sleeping and uh, uh, jack together. Like two straight guys. Two felons. Yeah. It's just what you do. Um. So... So that's what they're showing now. And before, I'm not sure if you noticed, Bunny. uh, This movie. uh, Mr. Slate is voiced by the original Mr. Slate from the TV show. Really? This is... Yeah. Everyone else has been uh, changed. Uh, Frank Welker does Dino. Uh, Tress McNeil, who voiced uh, 75% of all... Female animated characters, does Wilma Flintstone? Kevin Michael Richardson, big black dude, does Barney Rubble. Uh, Dino is voiced by Frank Welker. The Bellboy is voiced by SpongeBob. Get this in the beginning, there's a marriage counselor that's voiced by Zelda
0: Rubenstein. <laughs> The medium from Poltergeist. This cartoon is clean. Yeah. That was Zelda Rubenstein. Oh, yeah.
1: For no reason at the end, I just put an Ed Wood movie. I forgot
3: to <laughs>
1: mention that. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know where I downloaded this copy of Night of the Ghouls from, but it has Mexican subtitles. Really? Hola, soy Criswell. It's in English, but. For some reason, it's Spanish subtitles. I freaking love it so much. Uh, So um, before, I'm not sure if you saw the preview that played Bunny, but uh, I put in the preview for the Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown because this movie was the last ever Flintstones production until 2015 when Hanna-Barbera teamed up with uh, the WWE to make some wrestling animated movies for kids they made a jetson's one they made two scooby doo ones and then they made the flintstones in wwe stone age smackdown where fred accidentally invents professional wrestling with the help of and this is true marble henry daniel bryrock instead of the bella twins it's the boulder twins ray misteriopo the Undertaker, no change. CM Punk Rock and John Cena Stone. I like how I I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But I like how Fred invents professional wrestling, but it's too difficult. So he quits and sells the company to a shrewd businessman called Mr. McMagma. Uh-huh. And I like this because essentially that is also how the WWE happened. Vince McMahon just bought the company from his father and made millions, and then ended up uh, fucking a lot of his employees. Yes. So uh, this movie was the last time, also, that the Flintstones appeared on TV. Really? I mean, there's been no there's been no reboot. I mean they they did the Flintstones WWE movie that was straight to DVD. This is the last time that the Flintstones appeared on TV. It aired uh, so about a on week on before 9-11, and then it never aired again. Never. Period. The end. File and that's kind of sad. The you know, I grew had only you could watch to the Flintstones regularly it was only on
3: patrolman guess. That could I know the way the out. I yes.
1: know... Uh... The Great Bizzou. Although I hated The
0: Great okay. Bazoo. Okay. <laughs> Here we come on the run with a burger on a bun and a dab of cola on the side. Your taste will tickle with a cool dill pickle. But that's
5: not
3: uh, a bad show. And, and you may join us soon.
1: There was a Fruity Pebbles commercial that would air every Christmas. And Santa comes, yabba dabba food, Jesus, do. <laughs> The catchphrase, yabba dabba do, came from the voice actor, who uh, originally Fred was just supposed to say, Yahoo! But uh, the voice actor's mom would always say, A little dabble do ya. What, what is that? For? What commercial is that from? What? from Real clean, okay. So that his mom would always say a little dabble, do ya? So he came up on the spot hey, instead of Yahoo, how about Yabba Dabba? Doo? And they're like, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then, so that's how that came along. Uh, so I think it's all right. You can find this on archive.org. You should probably download the Flintstones on the Rocks now while you can before the government shuts down uh, Archive.org. But I like this movie. It's okay. It's not the best, but it's short, and it's kind of stupid. But I hope to never see Fred and Barney in a Speedo ever
0: again. This is very true. So
1: there's that. Fred Flintstone is a cock. That is good to know. I was kind of hoping that Wilma got it on with the the jewel thief. <laughs> I When I first saw this It was shocking to see Wilma show up in lingerie To try and do it with Fred And she was looking pretty good was, And she was looking pretty good She should put her hair down more But uh, anywho uh, That's it for this week's Movie The Flintstones on the Rocks I think it's alright Bunny hates it We've had a pretty odd year of trying to make this a different year where we zig when you think we're going to zag. Yes. And when you think we're going to zag, we do zag to throw you off so that you're surprised when the next time we zig and then zag and then go back to zigging. So we've done Blood, Beat, Flesh-Eating Mothers, Infinity Poop, Skinnamarink, Brian and Charles was adorable. Marcel the Shell with shoes on, the I have never wanted to hug a movie more in my entire life. And now, the almost long-lost adult Flintstones movie from 9-11. This has been a strange year, and I am loving it. Uh, so, uh, that is it for this episode. The next episode, there we are going to do one more episode before we start our summer of yo! Where we watch every, uh, Rocky movie, and also Boxing Helena, for obvious reasons. Eh, Rocky 1 and 2 are supposed to be decent movies. I haven't seen them in forever. I loved Rocky 3 growing up. Rocky 4 is so horrible that it's wonderful. I absolutely hate to death Rocky 5, and I hated it so much that I never saw Rocky Balboa, Creed, Creed 2, or Creed 3 but I'm excited to get past Rocky Balboa to get to the Creed movies because I like Michael B. Jordan. What? But this will be interesting. And remember, Bonnie, we're going to count every yo in every individual movie, and then we're going to make a tally and see how many yo's in our summer of yo. Okay. Cartoon Network did 9-11. Bunny Williams. There's the quote right there. Put that on a shirt. (laughs) Cartoon Network did 9/11 in order to uh, hide uh, their uh, Flintstones reboot, The Flintstones on the Rocks. We finally, we finally got down to it. So we're gonna do one more movie till we get to our uh, summer theme of Rocky movies. So we're doing the Super Mario Brothers movie, which recently aired in its entirety on Brazilian television. Okay. No, the new one that just came out. Yeah. Yeah, due to some due to some legal reasons, like the fact that in foreign countries it's difficult to uh, continue with copyright rules. An actual television station in Brazil aired the entirety of the brand new Super Mario Brothers movie, completely unrelated. Bonnie, Um, go to the cough cough because uh, there's a file there. It is entirely in English, although when it's time to read something on screen, for some strange reason, it's not in English. It's in some foreign language. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to the bottom of it in the episode. Okay. Who knows why it's in some sort of different language, like Brazilian or Portuguese. I don't know. But uh, we're doing the Super Mario Brothers movie. Cool. Very very exciting. because A couple of times in this episode, you were asking,
0: why is this movie making such a
1: ridiculous amount of money? And we're going to get to the bottom of that.
0: Yeah, I want to see what the big fucking deal is. But I don't want to contribute to it. Yeah. So, uh, you are welcome. You're
1: welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. It's alright. I don't think it's the best. I think the only reason why it's a success is because... You know, I used to be in charge of the children's department at the Barnes and Noble, and people would come in and say, yes, where are your Mario books? And it's like, there are none. Okay, do you have any other characters like Zelda? Or And it's like, Nintendo releases nothing. (laughs) I have nothing for you. They haven't made any books. They haven't made any comic books, any series. There's nothing. I hope that there one day is, but there just isn't. So I think the reason why the Mario movie is so successful is because finally Nintendo got over John Leguizamo and Anthony Hop- Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. No, Bob Hoskins, not Bob Anthony Hoskins. Hopkins. Oh, that would be scary. It's to me, Mario. <laughs>
0: You froze again. That's Anthony Hopkins.
1: Go. I think that's why the movie. I'm frozen again? Can you you're, hear me? You're on Can you frozen. hear me? You're good. Am I good? You're I'm good. frozen. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, so next week, we are doing the Super Mario Brothers movie. Be sure and join that. That's going to be really fun. But now that I'm looking back at this whole episode, the ups and the downs, uh, Bo is Afraid, Tornadoes, Cartoon Network, Did 9-11, Presidents, our 45th president, Fuckface Von Dumbass, and his vice president, Davey from Davy and Goliath, how Wilma got her groove back, that he's a giggler. I gotta <laughs> say, uh, I think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast.
0: This has been a damn good episode of the podcast. Okay,
1: good. I felt that I, I agree... With that statement, I felt the same way, but I didn't want to step on your toes because I feel you're the person who makes the decision as to whether or not this is a success. But yes, I concur with your assessment, good sir.
0: So until next week, I am Bunny Williams.
1: And I am Reverend May Lane. And on behalf of uh, Natasha, Maxwell, Mal, Eleanor, Amber, and everybody else, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathen. Frank
4: was so passionate, passionate about life, his career, and he rocks me, okay. and you baby. Lately, baby? I I don't exist. Did you just call me a baby? Uh, you
3: <laughs> exist, I am Roman. a grown-up. You
4: Can you i a I'm a <laughs> 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 <my>, <laughs> <laughs> do yes, <laughs> well, you do, do you do, do you do, the